Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Cool. You do the intro, Jenny. You do it because I hate having a listen. I can't do the intro. You can do the intro. You I've only the done intro. the show for five years. So I don't. Can, I don't know how to do this. You know what? It's been longer than that. The show's <laughs> been running since 2012. Well, I'm just a simple woman, and I can't do math. Yeah, that's not true at all. Then I'll. <laughs> this is Dork Trek, the longest running, uh, most listened to, most downloaded, most influential Star Trek review podcast on the internet, and funniest, and funniest, and most modest, and most modest. Of course, I mean you know, modesty will get you flattery, will get you everywhere, baby. Um, but yeah, so we're great, and uh, today we're light. It's just Jenny and I. Hello, Jenny. Hey, Bob. I got to tell you before we get into this, only the Patreons can see this, but I love your Old Bay t-shirt. Oh, yeah. You got to see the back. Hold on. Because <laughs> I love Old Bay. I wish I, I don't know be- how I can show this. Can I you read it? put Old Bay on my Old Bay. Is that what yeah. it says? Okay. I put yes. Old Bay on my Old Bay. I love yeah. Old Bay. I'm not, so do I. <laughs> not, a big, not a big fan. Of, obviously, you have a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because if not, then you're just fronting. And I don't know if anyone would front that hard about loving Old Bay. (laughs) (laughs) No. But at the same time, too, who's going to call you on that? Like, you don't really love Old Bay. What are you going to be like? You're right. It's a lie. Try me, bitch. It's a lie. (laughs) You've you've, you've caught me in a web of lies. I don't love Old Bay as much as I say I do. Why did you have to be here today? It's to the point that, like, we go to restaurants, and if somebody says that it's, like, Old Bay – like Old Bay wings or something. I'm sitting there eating them. Like, I don't think this is real Old Bay. I think this is generic ass crab seasoning that they're calling Old Bay. I'm gonna call the company <laughs> and let them know. Wow. So your Old Bay tongue is that? Yes. <laughs> in tuned to the spices and flavors yes. that is. Wow. Yeah. Jenny, I came from Maryland. I mean, what can I say? That's I, it's like in my blood. I gotta say, I'm impressed because like I have Old Bay in my house. I don't really put it on a lot of stuff because I don't really know what to put Old Bay on besides seafood. But I guess if I'm yeah. gonna ask this question, I can ask you. Yeah. What? Um, it's good on popcorn. Okay. It's great on French fries. Okay. Um, if you make fried chicken, you put that in the seasoning. Okay. Or, you know, the seasoning instead of the uh, just regular salt and pepper or whatever. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Now, I like, and my kids like, and my wife likes, uh, like, roasted sweet potatoes. Like, today mm-hmm. I made, like, a sweet potato hash. Do you think Old Bay would have been a positive addition to this? It was, it was sweet potatoes, carrots, peppers, and onion. Do you think Old Bay would have spiced this up a little bit? I think it, it's worth a try. It's worth a try. Okay. Um, I don't really cook sweet potatoes that much. I but, love sweet uh, potatoes. I've put it in my chili. Ooh. It's really, really good in chili. Okay. So, yeah. I We've made so much chili this year that I promised. Well, I've made so much chili this year that I promised my family I would no longer make chili. So we're on a chili yeah. hiatus at the moment. Haley won't eat it anymore because I cooked it so much well, a couple years there. It's so good and it's so easy to do. It's like, boom, yeah. it's, it's done in 20 minutes. Like these people that are cooking chili for like seven hours, like you're fooling yourself, man. That shit could be ready in 20 minutes, B. Like what yeah. are you doing? 
Well, you can do it in the crock pot too. You just throw it all in and then yeah. let it go and not worry about it all day. So. See, I, I need to get a new crock pot because ours broke and I, I didn't realize how much I relied on a crock pot until it was gone. I think it's funny that we're spending so much time talking about cooking well, in front of this show that, you know, it's, it's all about, uh, you know, sexism in the Ferengi world. To be fair, this is kind of a, a, a one-beat episode. I mean, I guess technically you could say there are three storylines. And for the third one, I'm really stretching. Um, but it's, okay. it's uh, Quark's mom, mm-hmm. it, Cisco's hot date, and then... The dartboard. That's oh, was, that's, the, yeah. that's the sea story. Like they they <laughs> want to break into quarks so they can get their dartboard. As I'm watching this episode, part of me wishes that was the entire episode in like some Ocean's Eleven style small Asian man f- jumping down like air shafts, yeah, f- avoiding lasers. All kind of, that's what I die hard style crawling through air yeah. shafts to get the dartboard. Part of me wishes that episode would have been made. And you got to have a guy with like a really bad Cockney accent who's the, the demolitions explosives expert. Right, I'm here to blow the lot of this, this door. <laughs> or just Julian, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there should be like another, like much along the lines of that genre of film that we're talking about. There needs to be, as you said, a cockneyed accent explosive expert because it seems like that right, I'm here to blow a hole in the wall. <laughs> like Yeah. It's a bloody good show, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like something like that. Like that's yeah, you need that. Like you need that. I yeah. agree I agree hundred and ten percent with I would you. love a good DS9 heist film. That would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> I say we write one just for we write fanfic. I mean everybody loves fanfic. We can just do a fanfic. Maybe that's our next uh, role-playing adventure. Yeah, maybe it is. Like a, a <laughs> DS9-style um, heist film where we've got, we got a demolition expert here, mate. <laughs> right. But yeah, that'd be, that'd be really fun. But yeah, it's just, you know, whatever, man. And so, yeah, so there's... it's As I was watching this episode, I was entertained by it. Like, I found it enjoyable to watch. The woman who plays Quark's mom is is fun. Mm-hmm. but it kind of it's like you kind of get what they're going for yeah 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 you it was pretty predictable yeah you could have wrapped this thing up in like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and, and had room to spare baby yeah what's the name of this episode i have no idea i think isn't I think it isn't it family ties? prepared isn't it family ties or some shit like that the die is cast it's family business family business i thought you were talking about that uh sitcom from the 80s oh I, well, I was at first i think there is a movie called family business with um matthew broderick sean connery and um dustin hoffman if memory so let me see mm-hmm. if i'm right about that family business movie yep family business movie Dustin Hoffman is the son of Sean Connery, a professional criminal who has trained his son in the craft. With the birth of his own son, Matthew Broderick, Vito decides to reform his life. So yeah, so there you go. So I was right. I don't even remember this movie. I just remember seeing it and thinking like, okay, they got the old guy, the middle guy, and the young guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Standard formula. Yes. I kind of want to watch it. 
It's a comedy drama heist film directed by Sidney Lumet, who we know from uh, Sidney Lumet. The name's really familiar. Let me let me look mm-hmm. up his uh, his, his film. Old he, Angry Men. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, uh, uh, The Hill, The Group, Bye Bye Brave Man, Child's Play. Sir, oh, he did Serpico. Okay, okay. So he did Serpico. He did Murder on the Orient Express, Dog Day Afternoon, Network, The Wiz. So this yeah, guy, uh, yeah. this yeah, this guy's yeah, this guy's a powerhouse. All right, I don't feel so nervous about it now because, like, I saw it and it said like three stars or something. I'm like, uh, is it really worth? <laughs> you know, trying to track it down on Netflix or something. You know what? Maybe we'll find it on Netflix and then we'll uh, then we'll watch it and review it because it doesn't <laughs> sound terrible. I like yeah. all I like all three of these people: Sean Connery, Dustin Hall. I love Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. Even though and that was did. when he was trying to trans transition into like the more serious roles. You know? Yeah. yeah. He did kill somebody. Vehicular manslaughter, bruh. Damn. Yeah. He done killed somebody in 1987. Let me see if he can get the, the teardrop tattoo. Yeah. He done, <laughs> yeah. T- I think he has one. You just can't see it. <laughs> it's on his butt. Yeah. But I love Matthew Broderick. He's great. When I think every, uh, every male around my age wanted to be ferris bueller like that was the goal in life like man can we just grow i just want to grow up and be ferris bueller i wonder what ferris bueller's doing now <laughs> he's probably broke if you had to guess what you know that that would be a good poll question i'm gonna put that up on the poll do we have a poll i'm gonna make a poll on facebook if you had to guess what would ferris bueller be doing right now now he's probably uh he's probably super rich. He's probably like a dot com entrepreneur or something. Okay, all right. Because I could see like that, you know, his like smug, cocky attitude. He probably would have like been able to talk people into giving him some money to start like a you know like a startup, and he would have been smart enough to get out of it. I think before it before the whole bubble burst. So I think he's doing all right for himself. All right. I think so too. I think Ferris Bueller is just, I think he's like a salesman of some sort, like whether he's selling gizmos or fucking widgets or computers or cars Mm -hmm. or whatever the case of insurance, he's just doing very well. You know, I just, I just picture him just doing well. Like, I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing whatever it is. He's doing good. Like he ain't hurting. Everybody loves Ferris Bueller. I mean, he's Ferris Bueller for God's sakes. Everybody except for his sister. Yes. But she came around at the end. (laughs) Yeah. You know, cause she was making out with fucking what's his face. Uh, Charlie Charlie Sheen, who is a total dick hole. I, and all this time you thought Charlie Sheen was just like a, uh, a lovable weirdo, but no, he's a fucking sick maniac. He's yeah, he's actually a maniac. Yeah, that makes it yeah. I mean, it's really not surprising at all when you no, think about it's it. Not. But I mean, like, I mean, you had to. I mean, raping Corey Haim, bro. I mean, allegedly. Come on, man, that's crazy talk. But I guess he's just a shit heel. I guess. So I guess once a shit heel, always a shit heel, right? Yeah, and it's one of those things like uh, almost like Louis C.K. when when everybody found out about him, it's almost like. Is anybody really surprised? Like, he talks about how he's kind of a scumbag all the time. Yeah. He's just, he's saying it. We thought it was all a joke. Yeah. (laughs) We thought it was an act. That's the thing. Did I tell you that I was watching Comedians in Cars? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I got to the Louis C.K. one, and I was like, man, this is just, like, he's telling stories about his kids, and, like, he's not a, he masturbates in front of people who don't want him to masturbate in front of them. Like, if you've got a captive audience, then go for it. Like, if they're into it, then that's (laughs) awesome. You know what I mean? Like, hell yeah, go to town. But if, you know, you can't force someone to watch you masturbate. That's just wrong. I got to say, though, the Dave Chappelle's take on that was really amazing and brilliant. And it kind of gave a different perspective on the whole thing to me. I'm not going to ruin it, but it's in one of the newer of the two specials that he did. Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I've heard things because, like, I've heard... Um, I guess my wife heard because my wife is a huge is a huge Dave Chappelle fan. She's seen him live in concert. Like she she loves Dave Chappelle. Um, and I was like, well, do you want to watch the new one? And she was like, no, I don't. And I was, why you love Dave Chappelle? She's like, yeah, I heard on NPR that he had some nasty things to say, or you know, about Louis C.K.'s victims and all this stuff and yada yada yada. And I was like, oh, okay, but like. I don't know. I think if you took it out of context, I could see where somebody would have a problem with it. But And it is NPR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, I thought they were really good. I thought they were better than the last two. And it was fun, kind of funny because um, I got my daughter to watch it with me because I was like, you know, she's old enough. She's going to be able to appreciate the humor and, she, you know, she's going to get it. And um, she was like, she'd never seen Dave Chappelle before. Like, she never watched Chappelle's show. Like, she's she was a little bit too young to watch it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like 10 when his show came out or something. Yeah, that is way too young to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're watching it, and I was like, well, you've got to have seen him before. Like, you know, you've seen, like, the memes or something with, like, uh, the crackhead guy that's like, hey, y'all got any more of that whatever, you know? Yeah. And she's like, that's old people memes. Oh, wow. She old people memes you? <laughs> Yes. Wow. Yes. It hurt. It hurt. That sucks. <laughs> I wouldn't have taken that. I kicked her out. <laughs> well, she's moving out right now. Okay. Oh, cool. All right. The lines. <laughs> All right. So there you go. I, that, that was the, that was the, the, the straw that broke the can. I have put up with you. Enough, <laughs> Haley. Get You're going to insult my memes. Get out. Yeah. Ain't got no time for you. <laughs> But yeah, so you know this episode ain't much because the Wikipedia page is one, two, three, four paragraphs, five paragraphs technically, but the last paragraph is a sentence. <laughs> so there ain't much going on here with this episode, but it's in, it's enjoyable enough. I mean, yeah, we learn. I mean, you more, get you get a good Ferengi episode, which is cool. I mean, more Ferengi the better is what I say. Right. You know, um, some of the makeup was kind of horrible in this episode. Like, oh yeah, yeah, they would show the close-ups of her face. It was yeah. like the mask was literally falling off of her. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was a little, little painful. Um, but I mean, it was, it was good. Like, it was, you know, like you said, it was enjoyable. Yeah, it was a fun episode. And the actress, who is, let's see, she, I know she's like familiar enough, but I couldn't figure out who she was. Um. She's Canadian. She was on SCTV. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, okay. yeah. Okay, she was on SCTV. Andrea Louise Martin. Mm-hmm. She was on SCTV. She appeared in Wag the Dog, uh, Hedwig the Angry Inch, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and My Big Fat Greek oh, wow. Wedding too. She was in Anastasia, the Rugrats movie, and Jimmy Neutron, a boy genius. 
Um, she's a Broadway actress and she was on the NBC sitcom Great News, which I've never heard of. Is that the one with Ted Danson? No. I have no idea. I know Ted Danson's doing a new sitcom and everybody. Oh, this is a new Oh, it's show. actually really good. <laughs> I've yeah, been watching I, the shit out of that show. Everybody loves that new um that new Good Place Ted Danson one. Yeah, this is great news. This is is an American sitcom created by Tracy Wigfield and co-executive producer with Tina Fey. Blah, blah, blah. What's it about? The series is set in the world of television news and follows an up-and-coming news producer who finds herself dealing with a new intern, her mother. That sounds wacky. Hijinks will ensue. My mom is embarrassing me. <laughs> okay, all right. Much Maybe like I, this episode. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, right? So that's just what she does. But yeah, Andrea Martin was on Saturday Night. I was on SCTV. Okay, all right. I, so I know the name. I know the woman. All right, so there you go. And she was in my okay. Greek, Greek wedding, if you're so inclined, which I haven't seen. I'm not saying that like, you know, I'm too cool to watch my big fat Greek wedding. It was like a huge independent film and everybody went nuts for it. It's all right for that type of movie. Okay. If you like that type of movie, then it's good. Oh my gosh. A budget of $5 million. It made $368 million. Good God, man. I hope whoever wrote that thing is rich as fuck. Yes. She deserves Um, it. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you know, something we kept noticing with this episode, um, why did they build all the doorways like they were living in a freaking hobbit house? That's what I thought. It's like space hobbits. Like, why do, <laughs> like, why do they live like space hobbits? I mean, I get that they're, like, smaller than humans and, you know, they have a weird style, but, like, you even see, like, Quark almost bump right into the freaking door frame as he's about to walk out yeah and i gotta think that the actors like ran into those things a dozen times as they're filming this do you because. think they did it as like a homage to uh tolkien maybe but i mean it just doesn't make sense why they would be so small anyway like because the only people that had to duck through the hobbit doors are like the humans and the wizards that went into their houses the hobbits like that live there didn't have to duck to go through doorways. Yeah, they breezed on in. Yeah. But I did, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I thought that too, like it's very, I got a very space Hobbit vibe. Yeah. Which is weird because I mean, if you think about it, a Ferengi and a Hobbit couldn't be further apart in sensibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they're all Ferengis are all about making money and profit and, you know, selling out your grandmother to get ahead and 287 rules of acquisition. And all about hobbits want to do is eat second breakfast. Yeah, they just want to chill out and smoke weed. Yeah, you know, so it's very strange. It's very, so maybe it's a yin and yang of maybe just, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's It was a weird, it was a weird play and I'm glad that you caught it too because I totally thought the same thing. Yeah, it was it was just bizarre. It was. Um, it was. <sighs> Fucking space hobbits. But yeah, so like the, the the episode is basically Quarkish kicking it at his bar. The bar's packed, it's crazy. And some dude named Brunt comes in from the Ferengi Commerce Authority, the FCA, which is kinda like I guess the Internal Revenue Service yeah, or like, like the uh, IRS. Yeah, something like that. Like some kind of dicky butthole who's they're running all up in 
Quark's shit about his loot cakes. And so he's all like, what the fuck? And right. Quark has to deal with this because he's the family's eldest male. So that's why he's held responsible. For those of you that have seen this episode and are wondering, like, well, why is this Quark's problem? Because he is the patriarch, if you will, of the family. So he's earning all the pride. And, and the charges, his mother named Ishka. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, Ishka yeah. is charged with earning a profit in illegal activity for, Damn women. for Ferengi women. And we've kind of got a, like a little glimpse into the Ferengi mindset when it comes to the ladies. Mm-hmm. Because I guess with the episode with the, um, when, when Quark married the Klingon woman, you kind of get a yeah, little... Yeah, yeah, okay. I was like, yeah. I so, forgot about that episode already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was decent. Uh, I don't remember what the scores were. I, you know what? I bet the scores were probably pretty high because it was Quark and Klingons. Yeah, it's a Ferengi episode. And yeah. Like I said, Klingons and two worlds colliding, so... If, and, if it's, and if it's one thing this podcast knows and likes, it's... Klingons and Ferengis, like we, right. you know, like we very much like the outsiders of the <laughs> of the world. This is true. This is true. So we know that, like the women, the Ferengi women are held down. Yeah, they're oppressed. Yes, they can't wear clothes. They can't earn a profit. They're basically just there to like get fucked and shit out babies. Mm-hmm. Which is I mean, much like what the Republican Party would like women to be. <laughs> not bad work if you can get it yeah get fucked shit out babies and like chew people's food which is weird i don't want anybody chewing my food that's just weird no i'm and not what, a baby bird and then what's the purpose of okay no, i can understand that like if ferengi had like flat weird teeth but they all have like such sharp teeth you think they would be very good at chewing their own food yeah, I could see that, like, if if the women had sharp teeth and the men didn't for some reason or whatever, like, that would make sense. But it's, I think it's just more of a, you know, a, oppression thing. Like, we're going to make you do all the work for us. Do it all, bitch. Yeah. Chew Maybe it's food. just their fetish. Yeah, chew food. And, and then, like, do they have to spit it back in? Like, what happens at that point? Like, do they chew food and spit it into the bowl or do they chew food and spit it into their mouths? Because that's like swapping cum and that's kind of hot. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, that's pretty hot. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it may be their fetish. Like, she chews it up and then he just opens his mouth and <laughs> spit it in my mouth. Call me a whore. Yeah. I, mean, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm yeah, I love it. Oh god. Yes. Uh, just yes, call me a dirty tramp. <laughs> like bitch, you're just eating breakfast. Like what are you getting out of this? Just fucking chew your own eggs, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that Fergie porn exists of this. Oh yeah, totally. I mean I'm not gonna go looking for it. I might. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Spit it into my mouth. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's also, I mean, this, the Fringy women got it bad. And then Quark is like, and then Brunt tells Quark he got three days to get this stuff taken care of, or we're going to basically make her a slave. And you got to pay off all of her debt. Cause this is all over three bars of latinum. They think at first, that's all this is three bars. Which is just, it's obviously they're just trying to make a point. They're yeah. just trying to make an example of him, you know, 
get these females out of business. Yeah, you can't be having females doing business. That ain't the female. The females can't be doing no business. Yeah, so it's not it's not a good thing for the um for for Quark's mom, who like you said, her base her face is melting off as this episode <laughs> continues on. Like yes, everything on her is drooping. Yeah. Yeah, there were some scenes where I was like, please don't move the camera down. Yeah. I don't I don't need to see whatever's going on from here down. <laughs> yeah. I, well they well, because at one point she does take her clothes off for Rom, who wants to be with his naked mom, which just feels weird. Yeah. Haley was watching it with me. My daughter's watching it with me, and she's like really creeped out at this point. She's like, Why are they trying to get their mom naked? Yes. And lay in <laughs> and lay in her lap, which is also odd but i mean different cultures like different things and different things and what do i know i mean i i love my children but i've never sharpened their teeth so ferengi just do it <laughs> they just do it differently than we do i guess yeah yeah oh god now i'm thinking of uh that scene from there's something about mary where they sees the woman you know, through the window or whatever. Yeah, yeah with the wrinkly, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Takes yeah. the shirt off. Yeah, that's kind of what I imagine what she looks like. That movie was so, I remember seeing that in the theater and then missing some jokes because the laughter from the previous joke was still like rip-roaring through the theater that oh my God. they were just like, I wonder if that movie's still as funny. When's the last time you've seen There's Something About Mary? I haven't seen it in a while. I'm actually kind of afraid to watch it because I don't feel like it's going to hold up. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I wonder if it's still good because I remember seeing it in the theater and, like, it being, like, rip-roaringly, like, like people were fucking dying in the theater and, like, you couldn't hear jokes because the laughter was coming so fast and so furious and so heavy and so hard, like right on top of each yeah. other that like, I wonder if that movie holds up. I, I'm afraid I'm, I kind of would like to hear from somebody to watch it, watch it and see if it holds up. I personally don't think it will. When did that come out? Like when did something <sighs> about me here? I'm looking it up now. Hang on. It's gotta so, be late nineties, early two thousands because I didn't see it right away. Cause that was when, when my daughter was like tiny. Okay. So and, I didn't get yeah. to go out and yeah. like watch movies very often. Um, so I didn't see it until a little bit later anyway. That movie came out in 1998. Yeah. So there's very good reason why I didn't see it. Yeah. So like, I wonder if it holds up. You know what? I don't, I don't really have any fond memories of that movie. Like, you know, I enjoyed it, but I think I'll go back and watch it just to see if it holds up for me. I, I remember him getting his balls caught in the zipper and then the dad being like, how'd you get the, the beans above the Franks? I remember that part. Yeah. Um, I remember the meat on a stick line oddly enough like when she's like oh i like all my meat on sticks and then of course the jizz hair yeah and that's i, I, I mean the meat on the stick thing yeah and i remember um uh what's his name is in it uh chris um chris elliot chris elliot's in it and he's he turns out to be like he's in love with mary or something like that mm -hmm. too i don't remember but and is it everybody matt, was in love with mary matt dylan in it like matt dylan's in it and he's got really big teeth or something i wonder if that movie holds up <laughs> now, now i want to know like that <laughs> huh, well, i don't a, know 
if it's it, maybe if it's streaming like i'm not gonna go out you know what i could probably get it at the library i've been renting lots of movies at the library lately that movie's gotta be streaming someplace and if it's not like if it's not like at this point it looks like it's on netflix is it i think it's on netflix yeah, I mean, at this point, like, it's got to be easy to find just because you could probably get it at the $5 bin at Walmart or something. I mean, the movie's been out for forever. Yeah. It's been out for 20 years now? Yes. It's not on Notched. You can rent it for $3.99 on Amazon. You can buy it on Blu-ray for 11 bucks. You can buy Super Trooper, Something About Mary, Grandma's Boy, and The Girl Next Door quad feature for $14, not worth it. You can buy <laughs> What Happens in Vegas in Her Shoes, something about Mary, Night and Day. If something about Mary doesn't fit with all those other movies for $13.99, not worth it. In Her Shoes, something about Mary, $11.99. A triple feature, Girl Next Door, Shallow Hal, something about... I remember Shallow Hal, and that wasn't terrible. Like, yeah, I Shallow, don't think I've ever seen that one. Shallow Hal was about Jack Black is super into chicks in general and he meets tony robbins in an elevator and tony robbins tells him to like see the inner beauty in people and like basically hypnotizes him and then he meets um this girl played by gwyneth paltrow who he believes is this smashing beauty who's really a big fat fatty and he's in love with her and he he sees her for her inner beauty or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah. yeah. I think I've only seen like two of these movies that these guys made, the Ferrelli brothers or whatever. They, I mean, they made some, I mean, me, my, I remember me, myself, and Irene. Um, let me Dumb see. and Dumber, Kingpin. Uh, I mean, Dumb and Dumber's great. Yeah, something about Mary, and I think that's about it. <laughs> like, and, I think I stopped watching after that. Uh, let me, the, let me, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber is pretty great. Um, that came out in 94. God, golly, that was. Yeah. Uh, the Fairly Brothers. Um, let's see here. What else did they do? They did Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin, Something About Mary, Outside Providence, which I've never heard of, Me, Myself, and Irene. I remember seeing that, but I don't remember anything about it. I don't, yeah, I don't think I've seen that. I remember that. Jim Carrey was in it and like he had split personalities or something. I don't know. I don't remember anything. I don't know. Um, Say It Ain't So, Osmosis Jones, Shallow Hal. I saw Shallow Hal, Stuck on You is the one where um, Greg Kinnear and uh, Matt Damon are Siamese twins. Oh God! They did Fever Pitch, the one with uh, Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I didn't see. Movie. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I just remember seeing Drew Barrymore and um, Jimmy Fallon on the field when the Red Sox won the World Series, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening here? Like this <laughs> thing? Like what are they doing? Like is this yeah. an alternate dimension? <laughs> yeah, because it says here that the Farley brothers decided to bring Barrymore to St. Louis to the first pitch, blah blah blah, while the Red Sox made their final out to secure the 4-0 win that broke the curse. Fox cameras on the live broadcast caught Barrymore and Fallon on the field, and I was watching this. I'm like, "What the fuck is?" going on here because by this time I, I was drinking then and I was Stephanie was living in <laughs> Stephanie was living in Richmond and I remember watching that game and I was pretty drunk by the time it was over because part of my favorite pastime when I was drinking was like I would just stay home by myself drink and watch playoff baseball which sounds really awesome 
Uh, but <laughs> I guess to other people, that sounds like a cry for help. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I think it sounds amazing. Yeah, I would just sit at home and get fucking wasted and just watch baseball. Like I would just watch play. Like I had a bottle of Bushmill, like just Bushmill. And I would just drink Bushmill straight and watch baseball. And I remember seeing that going, what the fuck? Is like, <laughs> and you put the bottle down slowly. And just drunk it back yeah. <laughs> but they did uh, the heartbreak kid. What is that one? Is that the one with, Oh, that's Ben Stiller. Okay. That's another Ben Stiller movie. All right, man. They, they were fucking paying Ben Stiller hall pass. I don't know the three stooges. Oh, that's right. They did do that three stooges movie. I don't even remember that. I probably blocked it out. Right. I forgot because like the Three Stooges movie, there was supposed to be like Sean Penn was supposed to be in it. Like all these crazy good actors, like they had such cra- like just a hard time finding people to be it. like Benicio Del Toro was going to be in it or Hank, Az- Hank Azaria, Sean Penn was going to be in it. Um, all Jim Carrey wanted to be in it, Johnny Knoxville, like all these crazy dudes, and it just ended up being like Will Sasso and a bunch of guys you ain't ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they did Dumb and Dumber too, and I don't—that's the sequel to Dumb and Dumber, which I never saw. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I think their careers—they haven't made a movie since 2014, so I guess their career's over. They've made enough. Yeah, I, I mean, they, good. yeah, they did well. <laughs> I mean, we just talked about him for like 10 minutes on Dork Treks. I mean, that's got to be worth something, right? I mean, come on. They each have two dicks. Well, they have two dicks between the two of them. I don't think they have. They're not Klingon. Okay. Yeah, they're not Klingon. They're just dudes. (laughs) The library here, on the 31st of March, the library is doing a Klingon marathon in northern kentucky and i have no idea what it is but for some reason i want to go see it because i think you have to go what the fuck would a klingon marathon be like i mean is it like a bunch of people dressed up as klingons running jenny's miles or whatever i have no idea but i want to go i think you should go i think you have a duty to all of us do you think it's yeah like is it a bunch of dudes running a klingon marathon i i hope so like, I really hope so. I don't know. I can't imagine that, like, that would be very comfortable. After a while, like, you're going to be sweating your ass off in this <laughs> shit. Like, I don't even want to run down the street in regular clothes, let alone dress as a Klingon <laughs> run 13 Bob, miles or whatever. No, it's, I guess it's 26 miles for a marathon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 26.2 or whatever. Maybe I'll go and check this out. It's the, 30, it's the 31st or something. I'll look in there, in there. Here, let me see if I can find this thing somewhere. What is it? Uh, County Line. This is the boring part of the episode where I'm just looking stuff up. <laughs> We're just, to talk to. let's all Google things. Let's Google stuff. I, Cause I want to, I mean, like, I don't know what this event is and like, it sounds so odd. Let's see here. Uh, events. Where's events about events. Here we go. Um, monthly events. I would like for you to go and like Facebook live stream it so that I can see it in action. Here we go. Let me get closer. Can I get... Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. Um, I can't go up or down. That's stupid. Oh, there we go. I'm just stupid. That's the problem. Enhance. 
There you go, right here. This is all here. I'll share the screen with you so you can see this. Okay. This, is, this is all it says, because I was at Storytime today with Bobby, and I like to look through, and all it said was Star Trek Klingon Marathon, 11 to 4. What the fuck is it? In hand. Wow. That, isn't that very cryptic? Like, yes. what, is, what is that? Yeah, I, we need to know more about this. Do some investigative reporting. Maybe, yeah, because that's, that's all it says is Star Trek Klingon Marathon. Like, because it could either be people running dressed as Klingons or they're just going to show five hours of Klingon episodes or something. Either uh, way, I think it sounds amazing. <laughs> one more so than the other. If it's an actual marathon, I have to start training and run it. I ran four miles today almost. So I'm going to have to start doing a little more than that. And it's like run walking because running four miles straight sounds just stupid. But like mm-hmm. running for two and then walking for two is better. And I, yeah. I, yeah, but this, I just cling on. Do you think they're just showing a bunch of Klingon episodes? Because that would be cool. I'd go watch that. I'd almost be let down after thinking about people running in Klingon costumes. What if it's just you know? like, what if it's just a bunch of Klingons hanging out, like drinking and partying and waiting for Kalis and shit? See, that sounds great. I would be down for that. But this is at your library, so I don't think that hey, we I don't know think how to, it's be that cool. We know how to party at the library. Okay. Like Touche. They party down Book of Fever. I mean, look at that. They have a hidden gem, the Vent Haven Museum. They have bingo. I mean, come on. The Easter Bunny. They know how to party in the, in the Kenton County Library System, Jenny. See, I, don't think- I just don't understand how they – okay, they can put bingo up there. Everybody knows what the fuck bingo is. Yes. But if you put Klingon Marathon, yeah. you have to say what it is. Like, look at look at uh, Neuterville Express comes to Covington. Like, look how much stuff they give you for the Easter Bunny. Pictures with the Easter Bunny. Bring your camera to take photos with the Easter Bunny. Like I know what pictures with the Easter yeah. Bunny is. It's pretty self-explanatory. Like, what the hell is a Klingon Marathon? Like, I just – I got to go. I got to go. Yeah, we we got to know more about this. All right, I'll go. You know what? I'll go for you. I'll I'll you. go. It's and it'll be weird uh, probably, but I'll check it out. That's why it's gonna be great. <laughs> maybe I'll I go. Mean, I'll go dressed in uniform. It's an excuse to wear my uniform. There you go. And there maybe you I'll, go. Maybe I'll get a new uniform because I've been talking about getting one of those battle ones, like the DS Nine ones, like when uh-huh. they wear them later, like the gray, which I think is dope. You know, like the ones they wear in like Nemesis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those are fresh mm. uniforms. I have to think about that. I haven't worn my uniform in forever. Yeah. I don't know if it still fits. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I replicated a little bit too much uh, ice cream, <laughs> French fries. <laughs> and I put Old Bay on all them motherfuckers. Yes, I did. And it was Old del- Bay would be good in ice cream. It was delicious. I've heard good things is what I'm saying. I might do it. I'm going to do it. I've heard good things. But uh, but yeah. So where are we here? So yeah. So they um they go through the rigmarole of making profits and blah blah blah. And then Quark finds out that his mom has been making huge money. Like it's just not three stat three chips of latinum or whatever. She's yeah. made tons of money. And he even said himself, like if he sells everything he owns, he won't be able to pay the amount of money that his mom has made. So she ain't no joke. Like she's good for her. Yeah, she knows how to make profit, and but it like her doing this and her being this way goes completely against the Ferengi existence, basically. 
But I mean, there's got to be more like her. I mean, just because you're like, she wouldn't be the only woman that knows how to make money right. and be profitable. So, I mean, there's got to be something out there, right? So right. it's just, it's just kind of weird the way they present this. Like, this is the only time this has ever happened. She's the only one. I think maybe the difference is that the other ones didn't get caught and maybe, you know, maybe they had Ferengi men helping them out, like helping them cover their tracks or something. So, yeah, yeah. you know, they didn't get caught for this. That's why they're trying to make a, a big example of her. Is it like Highlander, like where there can be only one, you know? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. When she walks into the room with another Ferengi woman that is good at business, it's like, you know. Murder. Like, yeah, they have to fight. Start battling. They pull out giant bars of gold pressed latinum and start fighting with them. <laughs> start fighting each other to death. That would be awesome. And then they spit food into each other's mouths. Like who could spit food into each other's mouths faster? <laughs> 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 Look how fast I can spit food into my son's mouth. <laughs> oh, so hot. That's so fucking disgusting. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But the weird part is like, and then it just kind of goes on like this. And then Quark says he's going to rat out his mom. So he goes to see um, Brunt at the FCA office. But then Rom shows up. And he's like, hey, mom said she'll give you half. They go back and talk. And then. It was all just a trick to get them to talk. Yeah, which is pretty sneaky on Rom. Yeah. And, then, you know, uh, uh, Quark's mom says like, you know, Rom's like her, his father and then. You know, that's which is part of the contemptment of the episode is that like I think Ra I think Quark knows his dad wasn't a great businessman. Mm-hmm. And so he gets he's a little sensitive about it. He he gets his lobes burned pretty easily about that. Yeah. And I had been saying that like since probably about ten minutes into the episode. It's like clearly Quark gets his business sense from his mother. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, like, they just have to drive it home. So, I mean, it, it gets a little bit, like, drawn out at some point where you're yeah. just like, okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, okay already. Jeez Louise. Feminism. Yeah, Frank feminism. Is. This is a, but, it's, but the weird part is, like, it's a good episode. Like, I enjoyed it, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, because, like, I thought the lady who played Quark's mom, uh, despite her makeup, I, you know, was interesting and fun. Um. And I, anything I can learn about more about Ferengis is cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I definitely like seeing the Ferengi, you know, world. Like, yeah. I like seeing their houses and everything. Um, we were kind of confused also. Like when they, he bribes the guy at the very end, and he's like, "Oh, a woman made all this money, you know," and hands him the bag. But the, she made way more than that, right? Like, oh yeah, she made tons of money. Like, yeah, she made. And then then they reveal that like. I guess she only gave a third of her profits. Yeah, because she's hiding most of it. Yeah, she's hiding it in her fucking chotch. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna go look it in there. <laughs> they don't give a shit how much. It's like, nah, man, I don't care. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But yeah, and so she says like, yeah. I forgot where I hid all my money. <laughs> it's in my veg. <laughs> got some of my butthole. <laughs> oh my God. Get it out for me, Rob. Oh, let me, hold on. Make my butt talk. But yeah, she gets <laughs> out the money and she's rich. But yeah, so there you go. And then um, the other story is Cisco and Jake is trying to hook Cisco up with the woman that we learned about in Explorers, um, the Captain Yates. 
I guess is her name, right? Yeah, Captain Yates. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, Penny I'm horrible with names. Yeah, uh, Cassidy Yates is her name. Yes, she's, yes. She's like a freighter captain. She's on the Orville, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, which is, I mean, which just further goes into, like, this fucker is just basically making a fan film. But whatever, neither here nor there. Um. So, yeah, so, he, yeah, I mean, whatever. Fuck that dude. Um, <laughs> I think we're on the same page with that one. Yeah, I'm not a fan, but whatever. I'm, I mean, I ain't hating on the guy. I mean, good, good on him, you know. Um, I tried with that show. I just, nah, not for me. I tried. I, I honestly didn't try very hard, but, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to watch Discovery a second time through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather do that than try harder with the Orville. Yeah. That's kind of how I was at, so. Um. But yeah, like they started setting this date up like in the last episode or the previous yeah. two episodes ago or something. So they've been like seeding this, setting it up for a while. Which is cool. And at some point, Jake has apparently told like everybody on the ship. Everybody like, knows. Everybody knows that he's supposed to go out with this woman. And at some point, I think he just wants to go out with her just to shut everybody up. It's like, okay, fine. I'll go out with her. Everybody expects me to. Fine good whatever and they have coffee and it doesn't even look like it's going well because she looks bored and um that's because she's got a previous engagement and come to find out that her brother lives on a colony way out in the middle of nowhere and uh they're transmitting uh play-by-play of his baseball game and then cisco gets all like baseball (laughs) i love baseball And, like, she admits that she loves baseball, too, and then they kind of go off and listen to baseball and Jake. Baseball and chill. Jake is creepily watching them from the fucking catwalk. Like, yes, it's all good. Yes. Yes. He's He's probably just doing this so his dad will stop hitting on his fucking Davo girlfriend. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Because Cisco just be whipping his dick out when the Davo girl comes around. Oh, I think he's still going to do that anyway. I did not know you were here. I didn't hear you come in, Davo girl. Please let me put on my pants. <laughs> oh no, I've seen you have dropped them again. <laughs> unfortunate turn of events. <laughs> Why didn't now he sounds like fucking. Um... It sounds like Vincent Price or something. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's what he does. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> I do sound like a shitty thirty, um, like shitty thirties actor in a bad monster movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so good so. for him. Good they for hit him. it off. Baseball. Baseball brings them together. My wife was like, "Why would someone be that excited over something that they haven't done in two hundred years?" And I said, "People still like Shakespeare, right? Like, do people get that excited about like Shakespeare productions?" I mean, I think that's different because people have been doing Shakespeare all this time. Like, it's carried through. Whereas, like at this point now, baseball, like, is like just eight stopped. motherfuckers. Well, you need <laughs> at least you need at least eighteen motherfuckers to play. <laughs> Um, and so it's got to be hard to get a game together. Yes, it's like playing D and D a few years ago when it was just impossible. <laughs> and then fucking Stranger Things came out, and everybody started playing again, which is cool because I mean, more the merrier. 
Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, like, I guess there's 18 people somewhere that play baseball. And cause even Cisco was like, I thought only me and Jake liked baseball. Like that's a very naive view of billions and billions and billions of people in the galaxy. Right. You know, still, it's gotta be like, you know, he's been on this space station for a few years now and he hasn't run across anybody who likes baseball as much as he does i mean like when out of the blue here's like a good looking woman that is okay to talk to or whatever and she likes baseball also great like he practically asked her to marry him like right there holy shit somebody else likes baseball marriage material let me stick it in It's just, but again, like, is that the ultimate hipster move? Like, he is, is, is Cisco like a total baseball hipster? Like, that's it? Like, that could be, you know? Yeah, he's like, he just likes baseball so much because nobody else is into it. Like, I he mean, must be different. I guess if other people, and it's still weird to me, like, darts is still around, but nobody plays fucking baseball. Like, I don't know. It seems so odd. Well, because you got to get 18 people together to play I baseball. I know. Anybody, Jack asking through a dart. <laughs> Any drunk fucking fat idiot. And again, I want that I want that heist film, man. I want that heist film. Yes. Yeah, where they have to crack the safe. I think yeah. at this point, like when they were trying to get the lock, they were trying to steal the dartboard, and Haley was like, Are they gonna throw in like some anti racism into this sexism episode also? And just be like, you know, is is Cisco gonna come up and try to like they're gonna be like, Hey, can you can you unlock this for hey. us? Hey, hey, black guy. <laughs> <laughs> no no nothing he happen. just he just split which was cool i don't know i mean uh, like you know what you're getting with this episode it's kind of a two-beat story um but i i liked it i thought it was charming i'm gonna give it a six and a half that's exactly what i was gonna say six and a half yeah like it's, it's kind of just an episode but it's it was enjoyable and you know, even though you know what the message is they're trying to get across, like it's not teaching us anything new or whatever. Like, it was fun to watch. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't like it wasn't like a preachy social message type of episode. You know, no, which totally. DS9 has been pretty good about. Like, I never get that. Like, like all right, I I get what you're saying. Come on. <laughs> no, I agree. And like, I just didn't. It was just cute. Like, it was cute to see. Um, you know, Quark with his mom. It was cute to see. It was just cute. It was just a cute little pootsie episode. Mm-hmm. And it was done well. And again, if it's if this episode would have been about data, I'd have punched myself in the face. But <laughs> since it's about Quark, it's like, I dig Quark. So I'm down with yeah, that. You know? Exactly. So, exactly. Well, there you go. Six and a half. That's what Jenny and I say. And that's what we, that's what we do. So Jenny, I appreciate you coming. If not, I'd have to do this podcast by myself. <laughs> that would have been weird. I mean, I probably would have been able to make it through, but you made it so much more enjoyable. Well, thank you. For me and the listeners. I <laughs> if it's just me talking to myself, people like this. Just guy, reading the Wikipedia page. This guy's out of his fucking mind. And it's funny because just before we recorded, I was looking at the Dork Truck page and like I saw the thing about like how, you know, we did this like, I think it was like a year ago or something or I don't know, several months ago. And like nobody else could show up, and it was just the two of us. And uh, I saw that episode come up, and I was like, "Oh, that was kind of fun." Yeah. You know? And then here we are today. <laughs> yes, back where we all began. Just <laughs> you and me, Jay Zell. Just you and me. Now I have now, real quick. I have a friend who said that he's watched, he's listened to every episode of Dork Trek. He went back mm-hmm. and listened to all of them. 
And uh, his name is James. He lives in Virginia Beach. His name is James Thomas. He's a good dude. Um, actually, no, he doesn't live in Virginia Beach. He used to live in Virginia Beach. Now he moves. Now he lives in Ohio. Uh, but he's got a family, and I have a family, so we only talk on Facebook Messenger. We never actually okay. see each other, which is weird. But he said that he listened to all of our episodes, and he said that he wants to listen to Mouthy Broadcast. Oh, fantastic. Um, yes, he said, which pot is dirtier between the two, uh, Dork Trek or Mouthy Broadcast? Oh, that's tough, because we, on Mouthy Broadcast, there's some episodes that we get, like, really disgusting and dirty. Okay. Um, but then there's other ones where, like, we do more discussions and more real talk and stuff, and so it's kind of, it, there's kind of a back and forth. Um, I don't, it, it's probably about the same. I'm okay. Say it's about the same. Right. So it's okay. All right. Cause yeah. Cause he, cause he asked about, uh, word bros too. And I was like, we don't talk about anything terrible on word bros. That's pretty straightforward, but yeah. So, uh, so you, so, so I, so you say it evens out. Yeah. Dork Trek might be a little bit worse just because, you know, we don't, we don't talk about two day Klingons or shit like that, or, you know, maybe spitting you food into each other's mouths. Well, we might, we maybe might. I'm just saying maybe. <laughs> Yeah. But I was pretty proud of the one where we talked about Quincy Jones a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that interview was fucking great. Yes, we talked about that crazy ass interview. Like he's so. dissed. I mean, he's dissing on everybody. He just doesn't give a fuck. I I can't wait to get to that age where I can be like, yeah, I just don't give a fuck about any of y'all. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. How old do you have to be though? Eighty-seven. Isn't that how <laughs> Like that's because like you get to get you get to a certain point in your existence where it's like yeah, everyone you know, all your contemporaries, they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's going to be mad at you, it's like you don't give a fuck because you're not leaving your house because you're so old you don't go anywhere. Right, and he's got so much money he doesn't give a shit about anybody's opinion about him anyway. So yeah. he can just say whatever he wants. Yeah, he so, doesn't have to hear it. So he's like, oh yeah, the Beatles they suck. <laughs> they're, ter- they're terrible musicians like think about the think about the words those words coming out of anybody else's mouth but Quincy did you say uh, like they were non-playing motherfuckers or yes, something like those, that? that was the exact terminology they were non-playing motherfuckers <laughs> i was and like said, damn and like and he and the best part is he called out paul mccartney he can't play the bass and then he's like ringo ringo is the worst drummer in the whole wide world he said he tried to play something for two hours he left and they brought somebody else in and did it in 10 minutes and then I remember specifically, I want to see, now I want to find the fucking Ringo star. I believe he was like, yeah. And then Ringo came back in and listened to it. He's like, that sounds pretty good. And he's like, yeah, motherfucker. Cause it ain't you. I was like, damn. dude." <laughs> now I've heard from people that say that Ringo's not the best drummer. Yeah. But whatever he did, what he had to do. Right. But yeah. the thing is that like, I've heard lots of people say Paul McCartney is an amazing bass player. And uh, that ain't what it says here. Well, I don't know about Quincy Jones. Here it is. It says, I re- this is the quote from the, from the article. It says, I remember once we were in the studio with George Martin and Ringo had taken three hours for a four bar thing that he was trying to fix on a song. He couldn't get it. We said, mate, why don't you go get some a lager and lime, some shepherd's pie <laughs> and take an hour. That's some rate. That, that would be like saying to a black dude, why don't you go get some watermelon? And, and, <laughs> uh, what a, hey, hey, I know. Look, look here. Look here, Chinese guy. Why don't you go get some fucking egg foo young? Egg rolls. Yeah, some egg rolls and get your fucking ass out of here. But he says, uh, you got an hour and a half to relax a bit. So he called in Ronnie Varela, jazz drummer. Ronnie came in for 15 minutes and tore it up. Ringo comes back and says, George, can you play that back for me one more time? So George did, and Ringo says, that didn't sound so bad. And I said, yeah, motherfucker, because it ain't you. 
<laughs> this is the best part. Great guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Great guy, though. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and read this entire thing because I've only read the, uh, like, the summary, I think. The like whole interview is fucking it. fantastic. It was like, like in uh, GQ or something, right? Something like that. Yeah, it was like pieced together over like a couple interviews. But yeah, he's 84 years old. Um, he said, uh, asked the first impression of the Beatles in the 60s. He said, they were the worst musicians in the world. They were no playing motherfuckers. Paul was the worst bass player I ever heard. And Ringo, don't even talk about it. I mean, he talks shit about like the, like everybody, dude. Like, Bono, he was talking shit about Bono and and you two and like how they suck now and like oh here you go I, I'll just send it to you I'll send you the link because I think this is actually the whole thing but he was saying that Michael Jackson steals everything from everybody I mean it was really fucking amazing oh yeah here you go. I'm just gonna he say just, he just went on a tear like he had a list of like all the famous people and he just talks shit about all of them yeah and like he was saying that like marlon brando and richard Pryor had sex with each other and like that was the best part <laughs> yeah all kinds of stuff you know because i believe the exact line was like marlon brando would fuck a mailbox or something like yes yes yeah yeah it's pretty great pretty, oh man pretty 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 great says yeah here you go does do you two still make good music and he shakes his head so you know that's not a yes <laughs> yeah, that's not a yes he's like yeah but yeah i guess they were talking about bono before when i go to dublin bono makes me stay at his castle because ireland is so racist bono's my brother man he named his son after me is you two sense after he said he named his son after me is you two still making good music shakes his head why not? I don't know. I love Bono with all my heart, but there's too much pressure on the band. He's doing good work all over the world. Blah, blah, blah. So he's like, no, they suck. Great guy, though. <laughs> he named his son after me, but that guy sucks. Oh, Ringo Starr is the worst drummer in the fucking world. Good guy. Good guy. <laughs> Great guy, though. That's the fucking best. That's what I want on my fucking gravestone. Just saying a bunch Great of Great guy, though. <laughs> Great guy, though. <laughs> that's fantastic no played motherfuckers great guy though so there you go well jenny i just sent you the the, the you can read it it's pretty wonderful yeah i think <laughs> and, it's the same link i was just looking at so yeah it's 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 pretty great it's pretty great do yourself a favor <laughs> so all right jenny well thank you so much and uh, i will talk to you uh sunday yes yeah, sunday. sunday i gotta come up with some shit uh-oh it's been because we went to savannah and i didn't get to it i've been busy this week so i don't know you might just you guys just might get attacked by fucking godzilla because if i got no ideas godzilla shows yeah. up. <laughs> just be ready i'm ready i already told ready. dennis i'll stick a sex bot on him Woo! working on a sex bot yeah i like it well thank you jenny and yeah so we'll talk we'll talk sunday all right Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you then.